Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. How's it going? Very good. Christmas is behind us. Oh, I was just going to say, Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. Hopefully you had a very Merry Christmas. And yes. And a Happy New Year. <laughs> Looking forward <laughs> to New Year's plans. Yes. What are you doing for New Year's? Oh, you're not in I, town, right? Yeah, no, I will be actually, when this drops, I'm going to be traveling to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. What's some friends? Super fun there. Super yeah. fun. Yeah, we rented a big old house and it has a game room and a movie room and all this uh, hot tub. And oh, we yeah. Plan to, well, our plan, I don't know what all the other families are doing because they may go out and do like somebody talked about doing Dollywood and whatever, but we are hungering down and enjoying the place that we spent money on and staying safe. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's going to be so pretty in Gatlinburg, though. I do think you should at least drive around. Well, no, we will do that. And yeah. I'm sure that we'll, like, go grab some, like, dinner somewhere. But we do not plan to do all of the touristy, like, Dollywood, um, whatever else there is. That's the only thing I can think of right now. But whatever else there is. And I probably will try and go to that true crime museum <gasps> place. The Alcatraz East. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yes. You will like it. Yeah, I, uh, well, I, I don't want to give up on that. So it might be just like myself running through real quick, like on my own. But. I don't, I mean, there's no real quick there, honey. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's really fun. And it's, it wasn't super crowded. You have to wear your mask and everything. So right. I don't know that, like, I feel like Emery would like it. Yeah, I know. I think he would. So I, yeah. Yeah, he thought it was cool that it was there, so I, I will probably try and find a time for us to go, but I don't think I'm going to bring the – well, I don't want to bring the kids because – Yeah, no. Yeah, that wouldn't be good probably. But quite, anyways, quite, quite a bit of death. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, All right. But yeah, so Going speaking on. of um, New Year's though, after New Year's, which is next week, the 3rd, January 3rd, we are not dropping a typical episode. We are going to do a live on the 2nd, the Sunday, January yeah, Sunday 2nd. night. So we need On to, the Instagram. Yes. On Instagram live, just, you know, Q&A. Maybe we'll find some fun topics to talk about before then. I don't mm-hmm. know what we'll do, but. We're going to do live. So be there on Sunday the 2nd. I Did we discuss a time or should we just post it on the in, Yeah, on probably the 9. I would okay. say Eastern, but yeah, we'll okay. post something. So yeah. So hopefully you can join us. Maybe you'll be just chilling because you'll be recovering from New Year's. And so I know. And stare at your phone and listen to us jibber jabber. Yeah. And send <laughs> us in some questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we'd like to hear all of your holiday plans. Yes. Too, or what everyone yeah. did over the last, gosh, what, month, six weeks? Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. So, um, and what else? Is there something else we needed to mention? Oh, stuff about this current episode. That's oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else besides that? Because I figured that could be that's like the it, last I think. That's all that's we it. have. Okay. Well, then um, glad you're with us. And we are going to talk about a crime, but I did forget, by the way, and I'm sorry about this, to mention when we recorded the story that you're about to hear, I forgot to mention in it that it was a suggestion from Maddie Jumper. So sorry, Maddie, but we're mentioning it now. (laughs) Yes. Thanks, Maddie. Maddie. Yes. And also, I believe that there was a special guest, not guest appearance, but 
somewhat of a guest appearance in that episode. Oh, yes. My little, my daughter was playing piano when we were recording. I don't even know why she was home. And she was playing piano rather loudly. She's really good, though. So you yeah. have a little mood music. You know, you might, if you, if you have some good ears, you might be able to Hey, you guys should catch it and tell us what song she's playing. See if anybody can oh. guess. I remember oh. what it was. See if you guys Oh, can you do? Yeah. Oh, you're going to have to tell me after this because I can't remember. Or, or I'll go back and listen to the episode real quick and see. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be a listener. Thanks. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, you know what else I was going to tell say that we should talk about? The show that we are watching, the... Tell me your secrets. Your secrets. Yes. So it's really good. Christy watched it. It's on Amazon. Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. Yeah, it's free. And yes. Christy watched it. And so I just started watching it. And I think I'm on like the fourth episode. I was up so late last night about myself. Because you <laughs> I can't watching- stop. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to sit here and do some laundry and watch some of these, you know, a couple of the episodes. I think I watched four. <laughs> yeah. It's all about myself. I was up so late. It's really good. It is. I feel like the first like episode or so maybe, like I was super confused as to like what was happening. But and actually I'm confused the entire time because I'm so the way confused. They, I was gonna say the way they have done it, it's like you think you know, and then you're like, oh, but wait, what? And even at the very last one, I was like, Okay, I kind of saw some of that coming, but not all of it. <laughs> so yeah, it's good. I'm very like it a lot. Tell me your secrets. Yeah, Amazon Prime, and the girl who plays the main girl, she is like ripped. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! Like, what does she eat for breakfast? I need to I know because she is like beautiful. It's unbelievable. Lily Rob, Rob. I don't know. I think that's yeah. Her She's or- from American Horror Story, right? Yes, that's where yeah, I thought. I like her a lot. Yeah, she's great. Good. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a good um Yeah. Good show. Go do that. Go do that and show. And Amy Brenneman, who was like, do you remember judging Amy? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> like I don't I mean, I know she's done like little things here and there, but I you don't normally see her. I like her a lot too. But anyways. Yeah. Good show. Go yeah. do that. Tell me your secrets. Okay. Here's your new year show. Yep, there you go. Come on the lab and tell us how you like it on Sunday. Oh, yeah, true. Watch them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Well, are you ready to get into this story? Yes, please. Give me a crime. Here we go. All right. This case takes place in Tennessee. Oh, we just were in Tennessee for my birthday not long ago. We were. Have we been there for a case? I can't remember. We thought well, about we talked the about the closet killer <laughs> was in Tennessee. Oh, true. See, in Nashville actually. So yes, and I don't know who else, but I'm sure we have. Right. Yes. Okay. So this is not there. It's a small town called Fountain City, which is just outside of Knoxville. Okay. See, it's a town of about forty-four thousand people. Considered a safe town. The neighborhood that we will be discussing seems to be a good neighborhood. When researching it, it kind of made me think of like our neighborhoods. People are friendly. We know each other. We hang out with each other. It's pretty overall pretty quiet. But if something bad happens, we'd be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that happened on this street kind okay. of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that's a lot of places, honestly, but just when I was looking into it, that's what I was thinking of. So here we have Emma Walker. Do you know that okay. name? <laughs> I mean, do I? No, I don't think so. Okay. Emma Walker from Tennessee. 
Emma Walker. Emma Walker, her brother, and her parents live in this little town. And in 2014, Emma is a 14-year-old freshman at Central High School. She had recently joined the cheerleading squad. And she is well-liked and goofy, as some people would describe her. One of her friends said in an interview that some people may think of cheerleaders as superficial. I am not taking a stand either way on cheerleaders. (laughs) Here, be clear. But this is what this gentleman said. But she was not, as he's quote unquote, the typical cheerleader. She was not. She wasn't superficial. She did well in school. She was a good friend. Goofy, did silly things like videos on like Snapchat where he would be like, you need to stop doing that. And she was like, no, it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, goofy kind of girl and super pretty, by the way, you mentioned that last week in yours, super pretty. Yeah. When you see pictures of her. So she being the pretty girl that she was caught the eye of a wide receiver on the football team. And his name was Riley Gall who was a junior. So she's a freshman. He's a junior. Okay. They begin to date, and they were the cute football player cheerleader couple. Oh, gosh. Now, Riley had been raised by his mom and his grandparents. I don't know the circumstances. All I know is his mom and his grandparents. Okay. His friends will refer to him as not the typical football type. Like, he's not the jock. He is always ready to have fun with his friends. He even is kind of has like a nerdy side to him, they say. So she's labeled as not the typical football type or jock type, I should say. Emma's parents describe him as sweet and he had this boy next door kind of vibe. Cute. So So they like him. They did. They loved him. They thought he was great. However, not too far into the relationship, people started to think that he got a little too clingy and just wanted to spend all of his time with Emma, which honestly in itself in high school really isn't that unusual. I mean, that's what happens when you're in new relationships. You you like – you just want – that's what you want to do. And your friends get mad because you're not spending as much time with them. And It's true. We I just was recently talking to a friend and we were talking about how that – there is no way to successfully have a normal relationship in high school, honestly. Like, there's nothing normal about your life. Like you can't, it's just, I don't know. I'm not saying that things that happen in high school, we shouldn't judge people for because like, you know, you can still be a good or bad person, but like we've all been in like real stupid relationships when we were teenagers that like are not reflective of who we actually are as people. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like you were a stage five clinger in high school. Cool. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It's totally fine. However, people kind of started to notice that he was a bit controlling too. So that was like the other end of it. He wanted to tell her what she could do, who she could hang out with, when she could hang out with them, and he would make comments about what she wore, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So not not as usual as just like wanting to be True. with somebody all the time. It's another level. Mm-hmm. Emma's parents would talk to her about these things when they would notice it, and it would just be the same old fight. I mean, so I kind of feel them in this because I have a teen right now, and you know, when you try and talk to them about stuff like, I'm noticing this, it's not probably the best idea, and you want to try and help a situation because you have hindsight, you've lived it, you know mm-hmm. what's smart and what's not, and but they didn't ask for your help. It's like, mind your own business, and they kind of push you away even further, and that's, you know kind of what I've been dealing with on my own right now. So I 
I'm feeling these parents. So trying to help her, trying to say, hey, this doesn't seem right. And she's like, but it's my boyfriend. I love him. No. You don't know him. Yeah. Exactly. You don't know him like I know him. Right. (laughs) Oh, I did. That was a good job. Thanks. Um, Anyway. Emma didn't want their advice or criticism of her relationship at all. So Emma and Riley soon became the dramatic couple that would break up, get back together nonstop, like over and over again. And then during those times of breakup, things would kind of be intense. And most of the time it would happen over like text or Snapchat, which Mm -hmm. doesn't ever seem like, but I mean, that's just the maturity of the relationship. Like, why are you breaking up over that? But whatever. And he would get really angry and write to some not so nice things. Like one time he texted her, you're dead to me. I'll check the obituaries tomorrow. Blank you. So we can fill in the blank there. Oh. Yeah. That's a little bit overboard. Dramatic, yeah. I say. Seems yeah. very aggressive. Yeah. A little bit. So there were times that her mom would see these messages if she happened to check her phone at the right time. And again, I've got all these feels because this is what happens in my life. Mm-hmm. I you you, I go through my teen's phone, and some of you may judge me for this, but I'm sorry. I'm not violating their privacy. That's what people have said to me before. I have to save him from himself sometimes. You yeah. have to save your children. You have to teach your children how to stay safe, and sometimes mm-hmm. that is what you need to do. You need to check and make sure what they are doing on their phones is appropriate. So this like story gave me all kinds of feelings. Trust but verify. That's what my mom used to say. I trust you. I verify that trust. that's a good statement that's what she tells used to tell me yeah yeah because i mean they're just kids are stupid and i've definitely seen things on his phone like you've known when i pick it up and i just if i hadn't picked it up at that time it would have been gone by the next you know within an hour because he would have seen it and been like well my mom can't see that so anyway whatever so this is what emma's mom does she just picks it up sometimes and checks it and so if she happens to see something like you're dead to me which she did see that one she was like, I'm going to call Riley out on this. What is mm-hmm. that? So she was like, what's going on? Why are you saying that? And his response was that he was just really angry and hurt at the time. He didn't really mean it. It was just something that he spewed out. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Her parents were not too keen on them dating at this point. They're like, oh, I don't know if it's a great idea. And so they really started to discourage the relationship. But Emma and Riley actually had been together kind of on and off for two years. So it was like this struggle, I feel like, for most of those two years. Because I think the red flag started not long into it. It's probably Mm -hmm. like a few-month honeymoon period. Riley had actually graduated from high school and was a freshman um, in college locally, but he still lived in the dorms. And Emma is a junior. We're in 2016. And at some point, her parents become real concerned and end up taking her phone away and banned Riley from being in their house. Ooh. Yeah. However, Riley ends up giving Emma an iPod Touch. Wasn't this in another? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What's up with the iPod Touches? It was in our Halloween collab. Yes. Girl. So he gives her an iPod Touch and they can still communicate because when she's in Wi-Fi, she can still text as if it's like an iPhone. So this didn't, you know, them banning him and taking the phone didn't really keep them apart. Around Halloween of 2016, Emma's parents finally ground her and limit all of the activities that she does outside the house. Like she can go to school, she can go to practice, and maybe to a friend's house randomly as long as they know, you know, exactly where you're going to be. They probably have to bring her or at least confirm that she's there or whatever. And this seems to work. 
So she ends up spending some time away from Riley and must have realized how toxic it was for her to be with him. And so she, and she started hanging out more with her friends and with her family and like talking to them and just, mm-hmm. you know, people that just will like, build her up. Right. Exactly. Yes. Good for you. She Good just girl. needed that break. Mm-hmm. Which again is what we have found. We give him a break from his cell phone and all of a sudden he's our friend again and he's hanging out and talking to us. I'm talking about my own kid right now. So it's definitely it's definitely worth doing. So she ends up telling Riley, okay, we're done. And we're done for real this time. Done. Which according to Riley's friends, he doesn't take it too well. And I, I only saw this in one source. And so I don't really know a a whole lot of the details about it, but they say, his friends say that while in his dorm one day, he takes a bunch of Vicodin and alcohol attempting suicide, Mm. but it doesn't succeed. But there's not a whole lot of information. So I don't know if it's something that is known to have happened or maybe he told them that Mm. he tried to do. I don't know that I'm not, it's not great. I see. Needless to say, his friends are worried about him because even if he makes it up, like he's yeah, that's making up extreme for sure. things to get attention for this. And Emma just seems to be moving on and is fine, doing fine with this breakup. So on November 21st, 2016, Emma is in bed and it's around 6 a.m. Monday morning. Her dad has already left for work and her mom is just kind of up, up and about and goes into her room with some laundry to set it on her dresser. And as she walks in, she calls her name to wake her up, but there's no answer. So she kind of taps her leg and says her name again, and still there's no response. So she stops and looks at her and immediately goes into a panic because she's so still, doesn't even look like she's breathing. So she checks, and she isn't, and she doesn't have a pulse. And so she screams for her son who comes running in to try and help, and her mom calls the police. And the audio for this call is just devastating. I mean, Mm. lots of audio is, but... She's telling them that her 16-year-old daughter's not breathing, has no pulse, and that she's gone. Like, she knows. She's like, she's dead. She's, she's oh, She died. I can't imagine. You just go in in the morning. You have a good night. You wake up. You have your coffee. Go wake your kid up. And oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So she has this Emma on the pillow next to her, next to her face. There's a substance on the pillow that looks like vomit. So when the f- police first get the call – they get it in as it's sent in as a attempt or a suicide because they figure she must have taken something. Oh, so that's how when I guess when her mom is describing it, it's how it gets sent to investigators. There's no evidence when they get there that anybody has come into the house. They were le- legitimately positive, like 100%. Nobody has come into this house. Nobody like doors are locked. There's no any nowhere that they could come in. So they question everyone in the house about what happened the night before and that morning. Her dad says that he woke up around 3 3.30 in the morning to what he thought was the sound of a door slamming. So he got up, walked to the house, went in, opened both kids' bedrooms. They're both sound asleep. And he was like, well, I don't know. I mean, everything's locked up. Everything's good. Maybe I just like dreamt that or something. And so he goes mm-hmm. back to sleep. Still, has no, he didn't have any idea what he'd heard. So it spreads throughout. Um, the area, what happened to Emma, the neighborhood, the school, friends at schools are devastated. They're all confused because they're also hearing these rumblings that she committed suicide and they're both, they're all like, that just doesn't seem like something that Emma would ever do. So right. Out of nowhere kind of thing. Yeah. She was happy. She never had a reason to think that, or they never had a reason to think that she would do it. 
Riley is so broken up. He's posting on social media about how devastated he is and how the love of his life is gone and how he still loves her, even though at the time that this happened, they had already broken up. But right. clearly he, you know, he he still wanted to be with her. So I watched this show on the case, on the case, and one of the investigators assigned to the case actually got choked up talking about Emma because he had a daughter around the same age. And he said when he walked into her room and saw her lying there, she was just so peaceful as if she was just sleeping. Like, that's how it looked. That's, you know, didn't look like there was like this struggle or anything. She just looked like she was lying in her bed and just like died. Um, And so as they're looking around the room and at her bed, they notice that that vomit-like substance next to her is not vomit. It's actually brain matter. <gasps> so they you know, turn her face because she's just laying on the pillow. They turn her face and they see a bullet hole just oh my above gosh. her left ear. Yeah. So they take notes and they're like, okay, let's look for the gun. Like clearly this is a gunshot, blah, blah, blah. No gun in the room at all. So they're like, well, this can't be a suicide because there's no gun. Like uh-huh. she couldn't have shot herself, brought the gun somewhere else, and then went back into bed. So they start asking more questions. The family has a gun safe in the house, but all the guns are present in there. Nothing has been fired, whatever. So they're like, well, it's not a gun from your house. And they clear the family pretty quickly. But they also know for a fact that nobody has entered the house. They had said that. They're like, nobody has come in this house. So how does a 16-year-old end up dead with a bullet hole in her above her left ear? Laying in bed. Laying in bed, looking like she's just silent, sleeping. Peacefully sleeping. I'll have to tell you that after this break. Are you ready to figure out what What happened? happened? So 16-year-old Emma Walker has been found shot in the head in her bedroom with no ideas on who would want her dead. She's a junior, a cheerleader. Everyone loves her. Like, who is going to do this to a 16-year-old girl? For real. Investigators have now noticed that there is a small hole in the wall next to Emma's bed, around the same height as to where her head is. And then there is another hole, the exact, almost the exact same height on the wall next to it. So like the corner, you know how like your bed's okay. in the corner of the room. And so there's one coming at her like as she's like her face is facing the wall. And then there's one like at, as if it's coming from like where her head, the top of her head would be. Yeah. Okay. Those are just the holes in the wall. She only had one bullet hole in her head. Okay. So someone must have – they're thinking someone must have shot her from outside of the house. (gasps) Okay. So they walk around the outside of the house, and when they get to the outside wall that corresponds to her bedroom wall, they find a spent shell casing for a 9-millimeter handgun. And then they walk inside to the backyard to the other wall that they found the other hole in, and there's another shell casing there as well. Is she on a second story or first? No, it's a main floor. Okay. okay. Like a, it's a, a, like a one-story house. Okay, got and it. she's like towards the back of the house as one bedroom wall is in the backyard and one's kind of on the side yard. Okay. So it appeared that someone had shot through her wall and then jumped the fence and shot into the other side of the wall. Again, though, who's going to do that? <laughs> Just walk up to a house and shoot into it. So they, unless you think it's like a drive-by, but I would imagine that would just be one side of the house, you know, not like, and then the, and the way the bullets came in the whole, the wall, it was like, it was very deliberate because they they knew where her room was. 
Yes. They knew where her room was. They knew maybe where her bed was. And the the bullets were like the same height coming in pretty Mm -hmm. much. So Mm -hmm. it was like, I don't know. They still don't have an obvious suspect though. So they talk with the family, with friends from school. Not even Riley? Well, I mean, yeah, there's there's thoughts, but he's, you know, devastated too. Everyone's just devastated. And so okay. there's there's no plus yes, he was a little weird, but do you jump to he would shoot her and kill her? There you know, like yes, I'm sure these thoughts are in their heads, but it's not 100% obvious that it would have been Riley at this point. Okay. So, as they talk to friends and family, they some of the pieces start to fall together. A couple of days before the murder, on Friday, November 18th, Emma goes to a friend's house after the football game. One of her best friends, Zach, went over to the same house, and when he got there, Emma was clearly upset about something. So she tells him, I've been getting these weird text messages from an unknown number. And one of them says something along the lines of, go outside alone. I've got someone you love, and if you don't comply, I will hurt them. So, Yeah. She and Zach oh, kind of. She didn't have a phone at this point, though, right? Or did they? Get no, she did. Okay, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And I mean, so I guess I shouldn't say she had it all the time. It's possible that when they did let her go somewhere, maybe they gave her her phone. I don't know Makes those sense. kinds of yeah. details. I don't. Know. So she and Zach go outside to look around, and they don't see anything. So they come back in the house, and within minutes, she gets another text. What do you not understand about coming outside alone? Oh, creepy. So they go back outside, the two of them, and they're like, okay, we kind of see something a little bit of, you know, just down by the road. So they go check it out. And as they get close, they realize it's Riley laying in the ground by the road. And he like is unconscious or seems to be unconscious. And he comes to, and they're like, what are you doing here? What, what happened? And he is very confused. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Someone like kidnapped me and like hit me over the head and then dumped me here. Did he have a thing on his head, like a, like a wound or something? I don't, I don't, I don't know. That wasn't stated, mm. so I don't. Maybe not. Probably not. Is my mm. guess. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Emma's a little bit freaked out, and he and her and Zach go inside, and basically she's like, "Leave me alone. Go away, Riley." Like, so she's kind of a little bit suspicious, I think, of I Riley see. at this point, and so. Because even Zach said, for whatever reason, she she thought it was Riley or her his friends playing a prank on her. Okay, stupid prank. Like, uh, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, don't do but that crap. That's what she thinks. And Riley's friends later confirmed that he told them that he was kidnapped, but he didn't want police involved when they suggested calling the police. They don't know why he doesn't want to, but he's like, no, 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 I don't want police involved. I'm fine. And so they're kind of like, well, I don't know if we believe that this actually happened to Riley either. They don't, mm. he's not been the most trustworthy, worthy person. I don't think they think maybe it was just a ploy to get Emma's attention. So Emma's quite shaken by all of this, but stays the night at her friend's house and she leaves the next morning. And while driving through her neighborhood, she notices someone walking down the street, all in black, black pants, black hoodie, black shoes, and possibly even something covering their face. But I'm not sure about that. And they were walking in the direction of her house. I mean, she doesn't necessarily think they're going there, but that's the direction like they're going in. Okay. So she's a little freaked out because of the events of the night before. So she pulls right into the garage and closes the door behind her and goes mm-hmm. in the house because nobody's home. A few minutes later, someone is ringing her doorbell nonstop and banging on the door. Like, and she's convinced they're trying to get in. And when she looks out the window, it's that same person dressed all in black. <gasps> okay. 
So she starts group chatting her friends, like freaking out. Oh my gosh, somebody's trying to get in my house. I'm just letting you know in case something happens. Call the police. And then she also texts Riley and is like, is this you? Like wanting to know if it's him playing a prank on her again. And he's like, it's not me. So then FaceTimes him and he's like in a car. Oh. With something else on, I guess. I don't know. So she's like, I'm really scared. I Basically, like, I don't like you right now, but I'm scared and I need your help. I need you to come help me. Uh-huh. So he's like, I'll be right there. I'll, you know, race over. So meanwhile, during, like, at this time, this person has left. So Emma and Riley, when um, her mom comes home, because she clearly calls her mom too, Emma and Riley are standing outside the house when she comes in. And oh, my God. Go annoyed. inside. Go inside. I know. I don't know why they're standing outside. <laughs> But her mom's annoyed that Riley's there. And so he's like, well, I'm just here comforting her. She called me, blah, blah, blah. But she's like, I don't care. Get out. Like, go. Okay. So now they're also thinking, look, maybe Emma has a stalker. Like, mm-hmm, and maybe mm-hmm. somebody did take Riley and drop him there. And right. And so they're like, well, maybe someone else um, saw this guy. So they start to canvas the neighborhood. And a neighbor has a camera that faces the front of the neighborhood. Like it's on the back corner of her house and it faces the front of the neighborhood. So she starts going through all the footage and she realizes that on that Saturday, she has this person in black, like on camera, walking. And they're walking like with a purpose. They're not just like meandering down the street. They are mm-hmm. like specifically walking. And so she hands it over to police, but there's nothing identifying about this person. They literally are just somebody dressed on black. So they bring Riley into questioning, basically because his name just keeps coming up when they, like, talk to people. Like, Riley was here on this night when we were sleeping over and he was in a ditch and then this and whatever. And he's there the day that somebody comes knocking on our door. So they question the kidnapping story. And he's like, yeah, that kind of – yeah, that happened. But I didn't want to call police. It's fine. Also, this interview, you can watch this interview. There's a show, Murder in the Heartland. And it's season two, episode two, that this is about this story. And they have footage from different parts of this case. And so you can see the interview with Riley. And he immediately just sounds really strange on this interview. Hmm. They ask him about the day that Emma called him in a panic over the person dressed in black. And he keeps referring to her in the video as the girl. Like he says, the girl texted me. <laughs> and they were like, what girl? You mean Emma? And he's like, he's like, the one that passed away. You know, you mean your what? girlfriend for four years? Right. Emma? Exactly. That girl? Like, why don't you say Emma or my girlfriend or the love of my, my life? Girlfriend, the lo- anything other than the girl or the girl that passed away. <laughs> doesn't it, it doesn't sit well with me. So they ask if if he would ever hurt Emma. And he's like, I'd rather hurt myself than hurt her. So the girl. no. Yeah, the girl. <laughs> I'd hurt my rather hurt myself than hurt that girl. His mom was with him during this interview, not in the room, but she was like at the police station with him. And they asked her, you know, to come in and like just talk to them or whatever, ask questions, but she refuses. She doesn't want to give a statement. She doesn't want to talk to them. She's very uncooperative. So they're clearly going to look into Riley because he's just acting strange. There's strange things around him. And so they start looking into his family and they realize that he's pretty clean. Like his, him himself is clean. Like he's never done anything. He's never had a speeding ticket. He's clean. But his family, has a criminal history. Hmm. Nothing violent. I don't know what. Just some some things are criminal. So they look into their social media accounts. They see Riley's posts about how much he loves her and misses her. And then on his mom's account, 
they see a post from the Friday before Emma is killed. And it says, if you mess with my son, I will come after you. Right? Right? Weird. I mean, I'll come after you too if you mess with my son, but I'm not going to post it on social media. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, I'm not going to kill you. Well, that too. No, I'm just not going to post about it. I'm just going to post about it. If something happens to you and I didn't do it, I don't want to be called out for it. Don't check my Facebook. (laughs) Anyway, just kidding. So investigators, investigators then get a call from another police officer from a different precinct, I think, and not affiliated with this case at all. And he mentions that Riley's grandfather had reported a nine millimeter gun, handgun stolen from his house. Oh my gosh. And Riley's mom was living there at the time. Like she had moved out of her house or whatever. I don't know those circumstances, but moved back in with her parents and Riley's living at the dorms. So they're like, oh, maybe it was Riley's mom. Like she's pissed. Mm-hmm. So they pay the grandfather a visit. He shows him the box that this gun was shipped to him in and it's missing. And inside the box, there's two spent shell casings that they explain that they're like the test shots that had been taken with the gun before he got it. But I guess they included those shell casings in. I don't know why. I, I've never bought a gun, so I have no idea why they would yeah. do that. But it's weird. These, they, they were in there. So they take one of those and they realize that it's the markings are the same. Okay. For the one that was outside of Emma's house. So now who are you thinking at this point? The mom. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's where my head goes too. Mm-hmm. So then police get a visit from a couple of Riley's friends. Okay. They come in to talk about how strange he's been acting lately. Well, they come they in call. voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. okay. Okay. They call. Like he's been acting strange. Not really sure if he could do this, like if he's actually capable of doing this, but it's really strange how he's been doing. And they tell him about the kidnapping again. And they also, and how he didn't want the police involved. And then they say how Riley told him this is why they came in. Cause they thought at this point, now this is really strange. We need to contact the police. Cause Riley says, I stole my grandfather's gun for protection and I need help getting rid of it. So she, what he oh. told his friends was that what happened to Emma scared him and he mm-hmm. thought somebody might come for him. So I stole the gun, but now they think that that's the gun that used that was used. And so now I need to get rid of it because if they ever find it on me, I'm going to get in trouble. Mm. They're like, so they, his friends are kind of like in the air, like, well, I mean, that's kind of weird. So maybe he did do it, but really, can we see our friend killing his ex? Mm-hmm. No. And it would make sense that he would want protection because he got kidnapped, allegedly. And now because of Riley or because of Emma. Right. And now Emma's dead. So it's like, exactly. are they coming for me next? I mean, if it's your friend and you want to believe the best out of your friend. Right. That is something you would say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But fair for them to be like, but it's so kind of strange. So... We're going to come talk to the police and let them know that this is going on. So they also say, we want to volunteer to help you guys get this gun from Riley so that you can either clear his name or figure out that it's him or whatever. So they offer to pretend that they will help him get rid of the gun and then so that the police can arrest him. Right. Because even if it's not him, they're thinking he's our friend. He may or may not be innocent. If he's innocent, it's okay for them to have the gun because he's in it. Right. right. And if he's guilty, he's then they clear him. Get him. Right. Too. I mean, they're, I think they're on that fence. Like, if he really did this, then 
arrest him. If he didn't, yeah. then we'll clear his name. They were like, fine, either way, essentially, right. <laughs> with doing this. Good. Good people. So the pol- yeah, they are. I mean, and these kids are like 18. Right. See, you know, they, they're kids. Teenagers can be all right. Yeah. So the police explain all the risks to them and they understand it and they're like, it's fine, but we want to help. So they wire them up. And they give them like, you know, mics on their clothes and then they have a key fob that has a camera on it. And they also give them a code word that they're supposed to either say or text to police when they see the gun. And they like ingrained it in them, like, do not tell us this code word until you see that gun. Because if you think that there's a gun on him or whatever, and we pull, like, we come in and arrest him and there's nothing, then we've got nothing. And now he knows that you're in on the deal. And so, like, you've got to see this gun. Do not call us. Do you know what the code word is? No. (laughs) I searched and searched and searched. Such a letdown. (laughs) I know. I know. Because I thought yesterday, actually, when I was typing all this up, I thought, oh, my gosh, why didn't I write the code word down? That's silly. So I went back and watched it again. And I was like, oh, they never said it. Dang it. Mm. So anyway. Um, but there's also some of this video on that show. If you, it's on Amazon Prime, the murder and the heart. Okay. So you can see them like kind of messing with the camera before, like, oh, is this the way it goes? Blah, blah, blah. And then you see like they must have put the key fob on the table and it's like facing Riley while hmm. when they invited Riley over. All very interesting. So the boys invite Riley over to hang out and start talking to him about how to get rid of the gun. And they ask him, because he's like, I didn't do this. I just want to get rid of this. And they're like, well, but if you didn't do it, then why not just turn the gun in? Like, just give right, it to them. Exactly. Like, here, test it. He's just like, well, the gun won't match. So even if they get it, it won't match. And they're like, okay. So Perfect. again, why won't you just give it to them? And he's like, I don't know. I just just better off if I get rid of it. I want to throw it into the water off the bluff. Blah blah. blah. And then so just go do of- that. You don't need your friend's help to go to the bluff and throw it off. It doesn't mean you. Yeah. Can. Right. Well, one of his friends actually in that like video footage was saying like, Riley, dude, I've thrown like rocks off of that bluff and I can't hit the water. So what makes you think that gun's going to make it to the water? And he's like, well, we're going to climb down and go here, blah, 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 and throw it in. And he was pretty, he had it all planned out. Okay. And he's figuring that if they end up, if it ends up in the Tennessee river, the police will never find it. So the boys agree to this. They stop by Riley's stepfather's house where he grabs this pillowcase filled with like, it's full of stuff. And they, but they can't see what's in the bag. So they keep driving. They go to a drive-through. They end up getting some food, blah, blah, blah. And then they drive into this apartment complex where apparently they usually park to go to the bluffs that they're talking about. And as they're sitting there, Riley starts to take things out of the um, pillowcase. And they don't have the like video footage up on this on that show, but they have the audio. And all of a sudden, you see hear one of the kids go, "Whoa, that! Whoa, that's a real gun! That's a real gun!" You know, and you can tell he's kind of like, "Oh crap!" Like yeah. this is this uh. is for real. Um. Anyway, so immediately upon both of the kids that are sitting there, text the code word to hmm. to the cops, and the police come rolling in. They arrest Riley on the spot, and in the front seat of the car was the handgun. Black pants, black hoodie, and black <gasps> tennis shoes. So kind of looks like Riley was the guy dressed in black. Sure How he does. managed to get in his car real quick and FaceTime with Emma while this is all happening, I don't know. But anyway, so Riley is on house, house arrest for one year before going on trial on April 3rd, 2018. During the trial, basically what he says is he did pull the trigger but he says, and he still maintains to this day, 
that he only shot into the house to scare her, not to kill her. Like it mm. was another one of his, probably the kidnapping scheme and the, whatever, all of these mm. things were so that she would run to him and he could be her knight in shining armor mm-hmm. and protect her. Mm-hmm. So he did not intend to kill her, which I actually, I mean, I, I believe, I tend to believe that. Yeah. I feel like that's probably too true, but like, dude. Yeah. That's a stupid prank. All of your pranks were stupid, but this was the, Stupidest one of them all because this girl ended up dead. Let's emotionally terrorize her so we'll have a happy relationship. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stupid teenagers. So Riley was found guilty of first-degree murder, stalking, reckless endangerment, theft, and tampering with evidence. Oh, wow. They threw the book yeah. at him. Mm-hmm. On May 18th – nope, May 8th of 2018, he was sentenced to a mandatory life in prison for the first-degree murder because that's what the Tennessee law is which means he will not be eligible for parole for 51 years. Wow. In 2021, he appealed for an acquittal based on insufficient evidence. And if that was denied, he wanted to appeal for a new trial. But on June 4th, 2021, both appeals were denied. So Hmm. he's still there. And that's the story of Emma Walker. Which, by the way, yes, poor Emma, was a suggestion. I forgot to mention in the beginning, Maddie who has suggested other things in the past, um, suggested this story. Well, thank you, Maddie. Yes. That is terrible. It is. It is. Lost of victims there. Yeah. Yes, for real. Legitimately. I mean, do you think the mom knew? Riley's mom. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe he told her, like, nervous like oh my gosh mom i did this to scare her and now she's dead like whatever you know it's possible i don't know you know what though if he's gonna scare which i agree that seems to be based on his past history he wasn't trying Mm -hmm. to actually hurt her but he was trying to freak her out yeah the whole kidnapping thing ringing the doorbell man in black thing yep those were not to hurt her but he shot two times right like if somebody shoots something in your house, in your bedroom, that's a, just one time will do. One time. Yeah. For a little scare, one time. Right. Unfortunately, I think the one time would have been the, the first one that shot her. Right. Unfortunately, of, it was too late yeah. at that point, but he still yeah. shot another one. He didn't know that it had killed her. So he shot I know. again, like from another angle, almost like, well, if I didn't get her that time. Right. And see, that's what's really confusing to me, unless he's just in his stupid teenage mind, didn't think about this. But like, so he's thinking he's shooting in to scare her and he can shoot in two times to scare her. Except when that first one came in, don't you think she, if you didn't hit her, she would have jumped up and that second Mm -hmm. one's going to hit her somewhere. Right. Because you've also had to jump the fence and she's probably like, would have been sitting up in her bed. Like what the heck just happened? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you would have hit her. But maybe right. his stupid teenage mind didn't think that part through. Oh, I don't know. He clearly had some se- serious mental issues that nobody was mm-hmm. aware of or paying attention to or helping. Like, mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. Yep. And true, like what you said, you have to save them from themselves sometimes. Yes. It's not their privacy until they move out. I mean, there's levels of privacy. 
but I'm sorry. I will keep checking and make sure that he, what he's doing is safe. Well, even her parents did and it still wasn't enough. Like if someone gets it in their mind. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Well, that is terrifying. I am not okay. Keep your kids little. Oh, (laughs) I know. Gave up that all. (laughs) Well, thanks for telling the story. Thank you, Maddie, for that suggestion. That is really scary. I think any, as a parent, those are the ones. Those are the ones that haunt us, I think. Anytime Mm -hmm. you have a young person and it's like you do everything you can and still they grow up and act crazy. Yeah. Yep. And I do think that Riley probably got what he deserved. Oh, yeah, for sure. So young, but like, I hope he's getting help. Well, I mean, just, yeah, if he was that unstable, then he needed to get help in general. Mm -hmm. So something had to happen. Yeah. Thankful for like people like his friends who, Mm -hmm. you know, were his friends, but still were like, this family needs answers. We need to help. Yeah. We need to do the right thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, poor Emma. Poor Emma's family. Poor Riley's family. My gosh, it's awful. It's just so awful. It's awful. Everything we do here is awful. <laughs> I know. So they have a park named after her and I believe a room in a hospital. I'm not sure like what the reason behind that was. I can't remember, but um, something in a hospital, but they have a park. And they also just recently in March had a like service for her, I think, in that park because it would have been her 21st birthday this last month. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. Way too young. Mm -hmm. Way too young. We'd like to say it was unavoidable, but I don't know. I don't don't Mm -hmm. know. They did all the right things. I feel like it was just Riley who sucked. Mm -hmm. Yep. He needed help. That's sad. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for telling that story. Everyone go hug your children. Yes, Adult please. children, baby children, all the children. Check in with them. Mm-hmm. That's the best advice. And come find us on social media. And I'm sure Christy will be able to continue to tell the story of Emma through pictures. And so we can all go look at how pretty she was and wish her family well. And always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet.